0: You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com.
1: Hampton Roads has a long-running high school and college sports tradition. It's time to give them the spotlight they deserve. This is the 757 at 6 on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. 757
0: at 6, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Robbie, normally I start this and I I, uh, sometimes even reference what you say in the sports updates. I have a bone to pick with you about your sports update. What's that? You mentioned that the College Football Hall of Fame finalists have been named? Correct. You brought up Michael Vick, local guy. We'll talk about it. Brought up Larry Fitzgerald. You brought up some of the, the bigger names. Do you know who you did not bring up? Who did not I bring up? Friend of the program, DJ Dozier. Dang. Penn State running back and uh, future, uh, like after Penn State. Both Major League Baseball and NFL player. DJ Dozier's on the ballot so obviously we're pulling for dj uh he's like i said he's a a friend of the show um part of our our partnership with with um sports innovation x six that's sports innovation the letter x.com uh so so for this conversation dj was one of the better players uh definitely the lead running back on a national championship penn state team uh that guy should get in okay Obviously, the, the dual sport, everything that he, the, you know, partially the most impressive thing about his athletic ability is that he probably could have gone pro in just about any sport. Um, and he did in two of them, which is just nuts. But uh, for the pur- purpose, purposes, for the purposes, for the purposes of this conversation, DJ Dozier should get in, but we're admitting our bias on that one because he's, he's our guy. Um, other than that, right, so we're going to eliminate him from the pool, Michael Vick is so head and shoulders above everybody else on this list. And that's not to say there aren't very impressive college athletes on this list. Right? You look at them and there's some names that you recognize for their pro careers. Some names that you recognize almost exclusively for their college careers. Some names you recognize from that time Sandra Bullock won a an Oscar while playing his adopted mother in a movie, Michael Orr. Uh, some names you recognize for a different position. Antoine randall L was a quarterback at Indiana. He's on the list, even though he was a wide receiver for the Steelers. Like, it is a very interesting list. Some of them are Heisman finalists that you completely forgot about. Toby Gerhardt, running back, Stanford. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of you going, oh yeah, that guy. Like, there's a lot of interesting players on this list. When it comes to... Impact on college football, just far and away being the best player on every field you stepped on in college football. Michael Vick is so far head and shoulders above everybody else on this list. Right. Even like and and this is one of those things where. Uh, history kind of changes the memory, go back and watch the national championship, Virginia Tech against Florida State, and what you're going to see is Florida State was far and away the better team and Michael Vick was far and away the best player on that field. Like, that is what you are going to see. You could argue that Virginia Tech had like a 15, 20-year run as one of the best teams in the country. We're talking BCS Bowls. We're talking top five rankings. We're talking huge recruiting. Just like drafting off of the wake of Michael Vick in 1999 through 2001. Like they just rode the wave that he created for 15, 20 years of being an elite program. Like I think Graham Harrell was very good at Texas Tech. Don't get me wrong. He didn't have that kind of impact, right? He was, like, th- think about it like this. How much blowback does somebody like Lamar Jackson or does somebody like Justin Fields get during the pre-draft process, right, where they're talked about as running quarterbacks and, oh, that doesn't work in the NFL, and, and oh, you can't draft a guy that high. That's in... 2019 to 2023, I forget what draft, 2018 to 2022, 2021, whenever those guys were drafted. Michael Vick was so good that despite the fact that he was 20 years earlier Right, which means 20 years less of offensive innovation and nobody was running offenses that included RPOs and nobody was including offenses that had designed quarterback runs. He was the number one overall pick in part because he ran a 4-3-3-40 because he was just so transcendent that everyone was like, of course he's the number one pick. The Atlanta Falcons traded up to get him with the number one overall pick. That's how you know. Like, they didn't think they could trade to two and get him. So I look at, like, no disrespect to everybody else on this list. I remember Josh Heupel being something good at Oklahoma. Larry Fitzgerald, obviously a monster at Pitt. Right, and I I could go through so many of them. Ken Dorsey could be, like, the offensive representation for one of the best teams that we've ever seen in college football. He's probably the eighth best offensive player on that team, but that's that's an argument for another day. Kellen Moore, I believe won more games at quarterback than any quarterback in, in NCAA history. We won't mention the opponents he played in the whack. But like when it comes to what I believe the College Football Hall of Fame is trying to honor, which is excellence, innovation, and impact in college football. I don't think you're gonna get much further down. Like, you don't get very far down the list of players all time before you get to Michael Vick, let alone the players on this list.
2: Now I know Michael Vick's had his off the field issues, but how is this the first time he's being nominated? I have to
0: believe there's something to do with like when you retire. Maybe that's it. Like like I know there, there are certain College Hall of Fames that that or actually even the, the Virginia sports hall of fame, I believe wait until you're done with your playing career, just because it's more likely that you will like show up to events and things. And I don't know if that's why the Virginia sports hall of fame does it, but you know, I don't, I don't think I don't recall many like 26 year olds being inducted into the college hall of fames, you know, even though you know, which ones are going in, right? Like Tim Tebow, probably Michael Vick, the, like the the best of the best college players probably you know they don't have to wait but f- 2 weeks after they graduate or declare to go pro before it's obvious they're going to be a college hall of famer um but I get waiting until there's you know I think there's probably be when did michael Vick actually retire from the NFL had to be like 5 years ago right 4 or 5 years something like that cuz I don't see anybody on this list that played super recently Right, Even somebody like Kellen Moore, who it feels like he was playing super recently, he, he's been coaching for a while now. Monty Ball out of, out of Wisconsin, he was he was before Melvin Gordon, though, so he's a while out. There are, like, if you are a college football fan and you just want to have a walk down memory lane, go look up the list because there's a lot of like, oh, yeah, that guy.
2: Eric uh, enemies on the list. Eric
0: Biennemi's on the list. Ron Rivera's on the list. If you want, if you are a Survivor fan, I say, I mention often that I am a uh, a Survivor kind of nerd, but really the the early to mid seasons, not the recent seasons. Brad Culpepper, defensive tackle from Florida, on the list. Willie Gault, wide receiver Tennessee, on the list. Michael Huff from Texas. I thought he was going to be an absolute stud in the NFL, and it just didn't work out. But he was so good at Texas. And he would be the opposite. He would be the defensive answer to uh, uh, Vince Young on that Texas team that beat beat uh, USC. When,
2: when did when did Marshawn Lynch retire?
0: Uh, like two three years ago. Probably similar to Michael Vick, I'd say. He's on the list. Probably yeah, I'd say that they probably are the the two most recent. Because there are some guys like don't get like he's not Michael Vick seven five seven legend is not the only one I'm looking at going how is he not in yet? There's a lot I'm looking at going how is he not in yet. Some of the ones we, I've already I've already answered. Uh, Julius Peppers. How is he not in yet? He was otherworldly at North Carolina. Um, Ryan Leaf. How is he? He hasn't played in the NFL in a very long time. And for as much of a bust as you want to call him in the NFL, he was equally as good in, in the Pac-10 at the time, Pac-12 now, out there at Washington State. There are some fun. Justin Blackman, remember him? Gosh, he was he was good for a hot second there, uh, and, and even in the NFL. Olin Kruitz, Hawaiian, Hawaii native. Another good player. I could do this all day. James Laurinaitis, remember him? His dad was a wrestler. Weird things that stick with your memory. Michael Vick should get in. That's the point. And if he doesn't, I say we boycott. Not that I'm not that I'm supporting ever the College Football Hall of Fame in any kind of way. I haven't like, I don't know, bought tickets or do anything there. But I, we we boycott.
2: Well, that's the thing. I think last year we we had talked about something, and you said that Stetson Bennett is not eligible for the Hall of Fame for the College Football Hall of Fame because he doesn't have enough All American votes. True. in his career, which is cr- I mean, he's won two national championships. You know, he also isn't. He's not a graduate yet, reportedly. Oh. He was in,
0: he was in college for 7 years and didn't gra- not that it's so coming back. That's not a requirement. So you're telling me But he's- uh like to to quote uh cinematic classic Tommy Boy starring Chris Farley. Chris Farley says lots of lots of people go to school, go to college for 7 years. David Spade quips back, "Yeah. Doctors." Stetson Bennett again reportedly has, doesn't have enough credits to, to graduate. He's been in college for seven years. What was he doing playing football, right? I guess winning national championships. What does that take up time? Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, seven, five, seven at six, takes a look at some local guys in the college baseball postseason. Stick around.
1: It's the 757 at 6, talking local high school and college sports on your number one local sports station, Priority Auto, Sports Radio 94.1. 757
0: at 6 here on a Monday. Priority Auto, Sports Radio 94.1. A bit of programming news. There's no Norfolk Tides game tonight. Monday, off day for the, the, the players. Tuesday through Sunday, though those those guys are going pretty much nonstop. So uh, there'll be a whole bunch of games every all all night games this week, right? Correct. All night games for the Norfolk Tides. So uh, pretty much all week, about this time, we here at ninety four point one will be getting ready to put some tides on the air for you. So uh, you can plan your you can plan your evenings around it. Just copy and paste to your schedule. Uh, make sure you're you're tuned in and paying attention for the tides uh, every night this week. In the meantime to stay on the baseball front uh Ethan Anderson Frank W Cox high school guy uh could end up being one of the stories of the postseason in in college baseball right and and if you haven't gotten a chance to experience any of it postseason college baseball is a really really cool atmosphere uh it is a really really cool thing to watch the intensity is through the roof there are like some like forty percent of the games. There's somebody playing with with elimination, like over the whole thing with elimination up against their their back, and and I mean that's just nothing but game seven intensity for like a month. And it, right in the in the in Major League Baseball playoffs, you're lucky to get a couple game sevens over an entire postseason. You just get game seven intensity like twice a day if you pay attention to the the college baseball World Series. So there's there's very much like a star making element. Where you're going to have a couple chances. Every team is going to have, you know, three, four, five chances in a postseason to save their season. You even the you'll go on to win the NCAA championship. Look back, and you were like two strikes away from your season ending four weeks ago. It's it's that kind of crazy. So Ethan Anderson of UVA has already already come through for his team once. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll take you through his postseason thus far uh their first game UVAs was against Army and i I'm using the term game loosely here it was fifteen to one and they were up ten zippy after two innings now mixed in that first inning where they scored six runs uh Ethan Anderson did hit a home run so just a little hot start right just a little 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 like a nudge right you can just get things moving in the right direction nudge the boat into the water before you turn the 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 engines fully on uh UVA then beat ECU twice to punch their ticket uh, out of the the Charlottesville regional that they were hosting. But that second game is the one we're going to focus on here for a second. UVA won two to one. So on back to back days, they went from winning fifteen to one to two to one. That's what I'm talking about. Like UVA right there, if they lose that game, who knows if they make it out of the Charlottesville Regional? Who knows if they make it out of regionals to Super Regionals? It was their second game. They were up against a team that they consider themselves better than, and it was coming down to the wire. Right? It, you're up one nothing most of the game. In the sixth, ECU ties it up. In the seventh, Hampton Roads' very own, Tidewater area native, Ethan Anderson, RBI single the right field gives his team the lead and that's all they wrote. Final score 2-1. Go ahead and uh, go ahead RBI in the 7th for Ethan Anderson. Uh so starting to be like all right, maybe this is the guy. Maybe he is going to be one of the stories of. Well then they play ECU again. Again UVA wins 7th in the country. They're going to advance out of the into the super regionals. Ethan Anderson 0 for 4. But the best part about baseball is 0 for 4 doesn't even tank your average that bad. Just show up the next day, uh, ready to play, and and the rest of his team picked it up. Kyle Teal, the uh, the catcher, who's a stud, uh, being the the main culprit. Four hits and five five at bats, two runs, two RBIs, including a home run. That's uh, that's gonna allow the the other players on your roster to have a bit of an off day, a couple of them at least. So shout out to Ethan Anderson who is like we, like we talked about a uh a 757 native who will have another opportunity to continue writing the story for UVA in the next round. Also, and and I mentioned this I believe on Friday, maybe may, might have been Thursday, uh Frank W Cox, somebody with slash utility in their position. Very very good baseball player. Sounds like Chris Taylor, doesn't it? Chris Taylor's got a slash utility in his position out there for the Dodgers, and he's getting paid like $15 million a year. So uh, Ethan Anderson, first base slash utility, slash catcher, I think also. Uh, he's, he's, he can do it all. Versatile and getting it done for for UVA. Now I want to look at the uh, a few others. A couple others specifically from Hampton Roads uh, that, that were in the postseason because their season came to a close. George Mason. George Mason featured both uh South Trimble and Jordan Smith uh who's they're they're pretty good, right? Uh South Trimble and De- and there was one more. I'm actually I'm I'm stalling on it now. Uh but I think there's actually three from from the area on this team. But either way, their season came to a close because uh they had the misfortune of being tossed into the same regional as the number 1 team in the country. This like more so, I would say like it feels in baseball like more of a slap in the face to be thrown into the region of the number one overall seed because you'd have to beat them twice or somebody would have to beat them and then you'd have to beat them to advance out. Like if, I mean, we saw it, uh, we've seen it a few times, right? Like in, in college basketball, if you get matched up with the number one seed in the country, like, you know, on any given night, right? On any given night, anyone can beat anyone. UMBC can beat Virginia, like, We've seen it happen. Purdue can lose. We've seen it happen. But if you get put into the, the the regional with the number one team in the country, it's like on any given night, but on any given two nights, that's becoming more difficult. So George Mason, you know, wins your conference, you get to go. Oh, by the way, your first game's against the number one team in the country. That just doesn't seem super fair, but I guess somebody's got to do it. Um... They lost 12 Zippy to Wake Forest, and it's got to be like, oh man! In that game, the, the the players I mentioned, South Trimble, 0 for four. Jordan Smith did get two hits though, two for four, so he can, you know, put that in his on his on his resume. Number one team in the country, got a couple base knocks, uh, but they bounced back. They beat North. Uh, sorry, I almost said Northwestern. Northeastern 11. Let me get the final score here: three in their second game. Which sets up a situation with Maryland where the winner is going to get to go face Wake Forest again. And guess what they do? They beat Maryland 11-10. So th- now, guess what? Look, you've turned it around. You're playing great. You've, you've battled back through the, the, the loser's quote-unquote bracket to once again face Wake Forest. The number one team in the country. Fifteen to one loss. So, in games in the post in the the, the NCAA tournament, the NCAA postseason, that George Mason was not facing the best team in the country. They were two and zero and outscored their opponents twenty two to fourteen. That's pretty darn good. South Trimble, again, I, I, let me let me bring it up here. Went two for six against Maryland. He goes. Two for four against Maryland. Sorry, he went two for six against Northeastern. Two for four against Maryland. That's pretty darn good. Pretty darn good. Went two for two, by the way, against Wake Forest the second time. So so the two guys locally actually were able to do a little bit of something something against Wake Forest each. But but it wasn't enough because it's Wake Forest. The 757's very own couple of players there had opportunities if they would have just got a better draw. If they would have just been facing normal, quote unquote, normal postseason teams, they might be the Cinderella advancing to the Super Regional. Instead, they ran into a buzzsaw. That just, that just doesn't seem fair. By the way, if they got an awesome draw and they were facing a bunch of teams that weren't very good, I would not be saying that's unfair. I'd be going that is completely accurate because on the 757 at seven, 6 we are biased and we don't care that you know it. So George Mason their their season's over. Sorry. Had a good run. I guess now we pull for UVA? Is that I, I can't think of of any other there's a billion from North Carolina and there's a couple from Virginia. I, I don't think there's any teams that I'm missing. Uh, so I guess let's, let's go. Who's is that where we are? I guess so. Robbie, you seem very reluctant to say that.
1: That's total crap.
0: Oh, really?
2: Well, I mean, I, I'm not a UVA fan by any means, but if yeah, we're but going root, local you root, you ties, root, you root
0: for this, the state, the Commonwealth, don't you? Sure. Oh, I, I didn't realize we had an anti UVA guy here. What are
2: you a hokey? I'm not. That's the thing. I'm not in the UVA or a Hokie. Well, I, wh- I I have no allegiance. Then why? In this state? Then why can't you just? just I'm, an, I'm for a the- pro. Pro over to you. Can, why not? Can't you be?
0: Well, they're not in it. Can't you just be pro Ethan Anderson? Sure. He went, he's, went to Frank W. Cox High School.
2: All right. I'm pro Ethan Anderson. Thus, pro UVA. So I hope he goes four for four, four home runs, and they lose eight to four. Wow. You want him to lose? Well, he's hitting four home runs. Going. He's having a good day. Yeah, but then he can't be the story of the tournament. Sure he can. You you put up four home runs in a game. You're the story of the
0: weekend, not the story of the tournament. Oh, that's fair. 757 at six. More coming up next.
1: Putting a spotlight on local high school and college coaches and athletes. The 757 at six on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. 757
0: at six. Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. I'm Tim Donnelly, Robbie Vogler, still with us. And we'll have uh, Robbie's roundout coming up in a few minutes to close out the show. Follow us on social media, please. At ESPN Radio 941 on Twitter. Jumped the gun with the whistle a little bit there. Also, you can follow us on Instagram at Priority Auto Sports Radio 941. And you can follow me at Donnelly Sports on Twitter. All right, did it again.
2: I didn't s- know you were gonna say Twitter. I just thought you were saying Donnelly
0: Sports. I'm not Donnelly Sports on Instagram. I gotta that, let that I let people know. I'm I believe I'm Tim.donnelly on Instagram.
2: I think so. You have nine in there as well. There might be a nine in there.
0: I should really unify all those. Uh give give your handles while while we're talking about it, Robbie.
2: At Robbie Vogler, R O B B I E V O G L E R Everywhere.
0: See? Unified. It's easier. Um we learned during the last segment that Robbie Vogler, who you can find on Twitter at that that account that he just mentioned, uh not a giant UVA fan. I, I asked him to say go who's and it looked like he was being asked to swallow a mouthful of vinegar. It was like ah. It's
2: like putting a very hot wing in my in my my mouth. That, I just don't want to, I don't want to do it. It's be terrible
0: for like, first of all, if you weren't at our draft party, uh, Robbie had to pay up on a bet of our snake draft bets from the Tim Donnelly show. And he had to eat the hottest hot wing we can find. And I think we outdid ourselves on finding hot wings um, because they had one that was like dangerously hot. And Robbie was absolutely miserable for probably 25 minutes, maybe half hour. Like I found him in the bathroom drinking water out of the sink with a half cup of like sour cream and a full cup of half and half. That's correct. Sweating, just not happy with life, and he just said saying go who's would be as bad as that. So because of that, I thought we'd talk about a really cool story about a former UVA uh, football player that that I stumbled upon on Twitter the other day, uh, Debrickishaw Ferguson, who by the way might be at the top of the list of people who. If he's in your presence, you probably are just going to say, go who's if he asks. It just as bad as it's, it hurts, you'll probably just go, like oh, go who's, yeah, 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 okay, to Brickshaw. Um, massive human, was I believe the third overall pick in the, in the NFL draft. I think you're right. Uh, started and played 10 years with the Jets, whole bunch of money, right? His football career set him up to where he can do pretty much anything he wants to for the rest of his life assuming that he, you know, saved a decent amount of it, which we have no reason to believe he he wouldn't. So the story comes out on the NFL Players Second Acts podcast. Um three-time Pro Bowl tackled Debrickishaw Ferguson, who played 10 seasons in the NFL for the Jets, says he's going to nursing school and will begin this fall. So I I when I saw will begin this fall, my first thought was yeah. And I'm going to get in shape next week. You know what I mean? So I was like, let me see. So I went, I watched the the podcast and I listened to it. He's already started the process. He had to go take prerequisites. He had to go like, he's committed to this. So it's not, you know, I'm on a podcast. Somebody asks me or, you know, you ask a junior, what do you want to do? And you're like, Oh, I'm looking at a lot of things. Maybe go to nursing school. No, this was like, no, I'm going to nursing school. It's something that he he feels is, is necessary. and And he talks about wanting to Right, like through athletics, he learned to want to do a job, like at an exceptional level, and he's been looking for that in his post career. And he thinks that that nursing is going to be something that he can go, you know, kind of uh, become elite at and smash it. And I think that's really cool, right? I, I think that's something that shows a, you know, when you retire from football, you're old in in sports and young in life. So you can go have a whole other career, which I think a lot of guys, you know, they think when they retire, like their their life is done and you, you stop 50 years after that, 60 years after that, depending on when you when you retire um, and how long you live. The the other thing is um, be super confident in yourself, right? Like brick, I'm going to look up DeBrickishaw Ferguson height and weight. He was 6'6". And... 311 pounds. I don't know about you, but probably for completely stereotypical and superficial reasons, when I think of a nurse, I'm not thinking of 6'6, 311 pounds. And in the, in the, I will give him this. He looked like he slimmed down quite a bit from like his playing weight and the the podcast. It was a video also. So he's probably not 311, but he's, I mean, he's not 215. You know what I mean? He's 6'6, 265, which is still like, they're going to, have to custom order some scrubs for them but uh but like who cares what the stereotype is right if it's something you want to do if you have the urge to do it and do it well and help people doing it go nuts go who's right Robbie
2: go to Brickshaw Ferguson <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like a it's like a love the sinner hate the sin type of thing there we go oh I'm gonna get it I'm gonna get it I'm gonna get you to say it good luck go hokies is that one hurt as bad? No,
2: bed? I'm not going to say go Hokies either.
0: Well, I was thinking then you'd get the whole Virginia people against you if you'd say go Hokies you and know not what? go Who's.
2: Bring in the vitriol from every UVA Virginia Tech fan. Just bring it on. I I don't care.
0: What was that Twitter handle
2: again? At Robbie Vogler. Follow me. Come on.
0: <laughs> there you go. Uh, that's going to do it for me here on uh, the seven five seven at six. But Robbie's going to stick around and close out the show. Uh, so stick around for that. For everything else, I'll see you tomorrow at three for the Tim Donnelly Show. Have a great night.
1: The clock is running out on the seven five seven. The clock is running out on the seven five seven at six. That means it's time for Robbie's roundout. Here is Robbie Vogler on Priority Auto Sports Radio ninety four point one.
2: That's right. This is the seven five seven at six. Robbie's roundout, as you can hear, as we come into the Godfather music. I want to touch on the conversation we just had. Tim kind of just called me out, which is fine, about not wanting to say go who's. Now, I've, I've been down this road before where I've had to explain myself to to others of wh- why won't you say go somebody or why won't you say go this person? It Say you are a fan of them or a fan of that individual, but you're not going to say go whatever team they're on, I'll tell you why I'm not a fraud and that that's a, a difficult area to go down, but I'm I'm not just like a a fan of just anybody. I'm a fan of who I'm a fan of. And unless they play for the Tennessee volunteers, which is my favorite college team, I'm most likely not going to be saying go so-and-so college team. It's the same reason why I'm a Yankees fan and I won't be when these, when the, when athletes from the Norfolk tides, when the players from the Norfolk tides graduate or get promoted to the Baltimore Orioles, I will never in my life say go Orioles ever in, in my entire life, my wife is a Baltimore Orioles fan. She said, one day I'm going to get you to say, go Orioles. Because obviously you root for a lot of the guys in the system. So you see a lot of the guys coming up through the system and, and you pretty much know everybody on the Orioles because they used to play for the Norfolk Tides. And why that? And while that may be true, I am not going to say, go O's. Ever. I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm a Yankees fan. I'm not an Orioles fan. Anyway, I digress and I move on to the topic that I want to talk about right here on Robbie's roundout. If you have a problem with my fandom, like Tim said, follow me on Twitter at Robbie Vogler, a at R-O-B-B-I-E-V-O-G-L-E-R very simple to find me it's very simple to tweet at me if you hate my opinions about my fandom i will never say i will never root for uva i will never root for virginia tech i won't root for george mason the only other school i may root for is old dominion and liberty old dominion because we are the flagship of old dominion and it's great to see them locally doing good and also i went to Liberty. Depends on the day if I decide to support Liberty or not. It, it really depends on it, on when you get me. Anyway, Newport News made a, a pretty cool announcement of what they're going to be doing uh, for their middle school, for the, for the schools in their district. Newport News will expand middle school sports next year. Soccer, wrestling, football, and cheer. Now this is nothing different but incredible. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you for a couple of reasons, I've always been under the the mindset of the more activities that, that kids can get involved in earlier in life, the more sanctioned activities, the better off they're going to be. And, that's one of the cool things that I think, you know, so many of us have so many opinions on and and there are a lot of people out there that have opinions on, oh, well sports is why do we pay so much attention to sports? The more attention, more money, more funding needs to be focused on the education part. And while I agree with that, I 1000% agree with the education and the academic part. Of, of schools is important. I do believe there is some merit to sports being on that same level. And the reason is it sometimes sports is an escape from a hard life that people, that kids are going through at home. Nobody out there knows what anybody else is going through. You don't know what happens when when a, a kid goes home, how their how their home life is, how their post school life is. Nobody knows that except for the people that are going through it, and maybe some close friends and family. But when you spend more money, when you put more emphasis on on sports, especially at such a young age, you're starting that developmental process earlier than you would if you were to start it in high school. I would imagine they've done research. I would imagine they've done uh, their, their due diligence in offering these sports at the middle school level. And I really think it's nothing but good things for not only the 757, but also for Newport News public schools for for Newport News middle schools starting next year. I think it's a cool opportunity because I think it it will provide development, the, the the developmental systems getting in good habits as a middle schooler and preparing obviously them for a future. And you can use a lot of the parallels that you do in sports and academics. If you want to play a sport in middle school, most likely your grades are going to have to be good enough to play sports in middle school. They go hand in hand, especially at the, the amateur level and especially at the high school and middle school levels. I see nothing wrong with this. I think it's a very cool thing that they are doing this, that the school division in Newport News uh, is 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 expanding spending 1.3 million dollars now that may seem like a big number and that is a big number but I think it's gonna be a very cool thing for for not only the schools to do but it's gonna it's gonna change lives because as I've mentioned on this program many times before right here during this segment you don't know what people are going through. Sports sometimes can save someone's life. And being able to expand more sports in the Newport News area, especially in middle schools, love it. No problem with it whatsoever. I think it's great, and I hope this kind of – I hope it's not you know just the first time that we're going to see something. Hopefully this is the first of many because I would love to see – School districts and school areas all over the seven cities, all over the 757, do this exact same thing because I think it, it's it's important. It's, it's very cool because when I was in high school, and I, and I think it still goes on now, if you were in middle school, you couldn't participate unless you played baseball. I think baseball and maybe soccer was the only sport that you could participate in if you went to the net if you wanted to to progress and you had to play at the JV level just because they didn't offer it well now they're going to offer it which means more opportunities for kids to get their foot out there to try new things and and to develop as an athlete but also as a student as well I think it's going to be a lot of fun and I'm looking forward to to being a light to to these middle school kids and and I hope that they can get the high schools involved because there's nothing cooler than getting high schoolers involved in something with with the middle schoolers I remember you know one of my my one of my the coolest things in the world was as a high schooler you know, shedding some light or, or being, a, a beacon of, of brightness for a middle schooler or an elementary schooler or something like that. You know, we had the ed intern cut type of deal my senior year. Some of the biggest impacts that I made was through that. And same goes for me when I was in elementary school. Some of the people that had the biggest impact in my life were those athletes. And then those, 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 uh, high school athletes and high school seniors. So I love this idea. Congratulations to, to Newport News for, for passing it and, and for doing this. I think it's going to be nothing but great news, not only for for sports here in the 757, but also just for people who are care about other people. I think it's going to be awesome, and I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays out in the near future. That's going to wrap things up for the 757 at 6 tomorrow and all week long. Tuesday through Friday. We have shortened shows, which means you're only going to get us for about 30 minutes each day, Tuesday through Friday. I'm off on Friday. So you'll only get me from Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday for one segment and then a shortened show before they go into Norfolk tides tomorrow. We will talk about the Norfolk tides in their, Let's just say they're comfortable lead in the international league with about 20 days to go in the first half of the season. That's right. All that and more coming up tomorrow on Robbie's roundout until then, have a great, great rest of your night. We'll talk to you soon for Tim Donnelly. I'm Robbie Vogler saying so long. Talk to you tomorrow. Later.